Yo, 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 it's Reggie Watkins, a.k.a. Sergeant Lawrence Sims from Call of Duty Black Ops. I'm chilling with Elias from the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Check out the show. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian, I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Reggie, welcome to the cave. Thank you for having me, sir. How are you, man? What's new with you? Oh, man, I'm fantastic. Um, what's new is it's cold in L.A. <laughs> You're the second person that's told me that. I'm out from the East Coast. I'm in Massachusetts. We're actually been having, like, great weather all of a sudden. Oh, oh man. It's, this is insane. Like, my wife is from Canada, and so whenever I complain about how cold it is here, all I get is side eyes and eye rolls. <laughs> there you go, man. How's the, how did the whole quarantine treat you? Um... You know, quarantine was actually okay for me. Um, I, you know, I, I do a lot of voiceover work and, it, and a lot of voiceover work picked up because we weren't able to be in person. Um, and fortunately I was, you know, nobody that, nobody in my family was affected by the coronavirus or, you know, suffered any crazy fate from it. Um, but it, but I, I felt like, um, you know, anytime there's, there's something that happens like this, uh, it gives people a chance to get closer and, you know, reassess their lives. So I felt like it was a nice pause on life and um, slowing down and really getting a chance to um, reacquaint with, with family and yourself a little bit. So mm. pandemic was okay for me. There you go, man. So you've been busy for the last years when I was doing some research on you, man, you've done a uh, TV show appearances like Bosch, this is us, the rookie, you know, football podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and voiceover work, like you mentioned, you know, uh, and you got a, a video game. Everybody's all excited about new Call of Duty coming out this week. Yeah, just a little game, a little game. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, man, you've been busy. I want to listen to get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, where are you originally from? I'm originally from San Jose, uh, the Bay Area, man. Um, you know, I, I was born there and um, grew up until I was about you know, until I was about nine. I moved to Colorado, and um, we went to Colorado because I went to go visit. We have family there. So I went to visit once when I was eight years old and me and my sister and my mom and we, my, my young brother, we always, my mom, one of my mom's favorite movies is white Christmas. So we always wanted to have a white Christmas. We never had it living in California. We're like, we want to be in the snow. We want to go to the snow. So one year we went to the snow for Christmas to visit family. And we are like, we want to live here. Mom's to be great. So she got a job in Colorado with, you know, family out there. So we moved out there. And I discovered that you have to shovel the snow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that it just, <laughs> you know, we had a house and it turns out I had to shovel the snow and I was the kid who always lost my gloves. And um, my mom wasn't trying to hear it. You know, she wasn't going to do it and my sister wasn't going to do it. So I was out there shoveling the snow, freezing. And after a year, I was ready to move back to California. And we did move back to California uh, when I was 12 years old. Wow. What made your family move back to California? Uh, it was just time. Like we had, you know, other job opportunities here. My, my father was back from the military and, you know, he was overseas. And so we went and um, we, we came back to San Jose and I went to uh, middle school and high school there and got, uh, you know, my introduction into to theater arts. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so growing up as a, uh, a kid, uh, what were you into? 
man, I was into football, TV, movies, and girls. That was my whole <laughs> thing. Like growing up, that's all I wanted to do was be on TV, uh, playing football, and have girlfriends. That's all I ever <laughs> thought about when I was younger. Um, and um, I, I've, I've led a life that way. <laughs> How old were you when you kind of had a, had an idea you wanted to get into like the entertainment industry? Um, I was probably, I want to say I was about seven years old when I first really remember thinking like, I like uh, the first thing that ever made me think about film different than like most of my friends or anybody around me. Um, I don't know if you remember, remember the movie Commando? Oh yeah, Arnold, yeah. Okay. So Commando, I think it's 85 it comes out, right? Alyssa Milano. And that was one of the girls I used to love. And um, so there's a scene where they're driving, like they're coming from an airport or something. And there's a guy driving a yellow Porsche and Arnold's driving some other car. And they're like ramming into each other and chasing on the freeway. And this yellow Porsche keeps driving. But every now and then, after it's getting dented in, you see it dented in, dented in, dented in. There's some shots where it's brand new Porsche. And I was a kid like, mesmerized like why is this car brand new after it keeps getting hit and that just got me in love with filmmaking editing and wanting to know the magic of of movies and i never stopped from then on wow how old did you start taking acting classes at a young age what was the plan no you know what i didn't i took an acting class when i was not even an acting class i just went and tried out for a play um it was called like um the courageous lion or something. It was for, I was in Denver, Colorado when I was living in Denver. Um, I was probably about nine years old and I saw this thing in the newspaper. I was always, I, was, I used to read the newspaper as a kid. Like, so I'm reading the newspaper and I'm going through like trying to find like um, theaters that I could audition for because I mean, I, I thought I was a singer. And then I, I, um, I was scouring the newspapers trying to find any theater that was going to have like a kid show or something where I could audition for it. And I found this one in Denver, Colorado. And fortunately, my sister wanted to be, um, you know, she wanted to be an actress as well, but she just didn't have the chops for it. But nobody could tell her that, you know, we had to go and we had to go do the audition and get there. So we both go audition and she doesn't get it, but I get it. And from there, I got an agent in Denver, Colorado. And then I was doing like little commercials out there and um, hosting a kid's show. And that just really helped push the bug but i never really had an acting class it was just me being me oh wow i did i did notice that uh when uh, when you moved back to la you also did stand-up comedy yeah man i um I, I started doing stand-up comedy in san francisco in san jose area and then you know i hit a ceiling there and uh moved to san diego where i worked at the the world famous comedy store in la jolla for a few years and i was a doorman you know and being there i got to see you know just great comics come through um you know Maz Drabani I used to watch that guy all the time um Dane Cook would come through there and I would just get inspired watching these guys perform and Chappelle was through there once you know you just watch and you're learning and so I was the doorman and being the doorman they said give me time so every night I could get up there and do five minutes every night and then they started letting me host my own shows so I started putting together shows and producing shows and then we go around the town and do all the shows that were in San Diego and then we would come to LA and do shows in LA. And then I got to LA and I met uh, Dane's buddy, uh, Jay, Jay Davis, who used to host a show out in LA a long time ago at a place called um, 
uh, Dublin's. And it was like a free show in L.A., the dopest show in L.A. And standing room only, Dane Cook would headline it every night and they'd have a, a list of comics. Chris Rock would drop in, um, Seinfeld, uh, Michael Richards. Everybody would just stop in here and do some time and hang out. And wow. I found a way to get on that show a couple of times. And that was the highlight of my comedy career. But I, I just wasn't a comic. I really loved acting. I only did comedy as a way to get seen and get agents. Mm. Have you ever thought about like jumping back into it? Hell no. No? <laughs> like, I mean, I still, I still, you know, I, I talk trash to my friends and clown them and I still go to the shows and I'm friends. I just played poker last night with uh, some comics and took all their money. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I still am around the, the world a little bit, but being up on that stage, not for me. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a lonely place, especially if yeah. being out there with comics, these guys are, oof, like it's dark. <laughs> So uh, what was one of your first uh, gigs that you got once you moved out to L.A. for TV? Man, my first my first ever job that, that like that actually paid a SAG job. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with the game. You get yeah. the Green Actors Guild, right? So it's 2008. Uh, my first job was a Bud Light commercial that I got edited out of. Oh. So you have to understand, like your first job, you think that this is about to be like, you're about to be rich. You're about to be a star. This is it. You can't tell me that I'm not the next Will Smith, right? So I booked this Bud Light commercial and it's a really dope commercial. It was like a take on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. And uh, it used to be, you know, remember when they used to, they had the Bud Light commercials and it was like, let's go. And um, so these this alien, this, this alien spaceship comes to Earth and there's these like sexy alien ladies, they come down and they're like, we need to take the men of your species to schmeplicate for, um, for our, our planet. And they say, we brought you this Bud Light in return, right? And so I'm like a soldier and I'm there. And so I'm, we're shooting the thing and I'm a soldier and I got all my gear on, I got my hat and everything. We go to lunch. I come back from lunch and I forgot to put my hat back on, my helmet back on. So we're shooting the second half and no, you know, no wardrobe told me nobody came and said anything, no, um, no, nobody came and told me anything. So we get done shooting. I get in the car and I'm like, I forgot my helmet the whole second half of that. The continuity is not going to work. They're not going to be able to use me. And for sure, I got a letter two months later. Hey, you were cut out of the commercial. Um, here's a consolation check. And that was it. That was my first First introduction oh. into Hollywood. Thought I was gonna get something big, and and then I got 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 nothing out of that. But my second job. Let me tell you about the second job. Second job. I actually I, I got to work with the late uh, Chadwick Boseman, um, and that was on a show called Lincoln Heights, and it was my first time really being on TV with anybody. And I worked with Russell Hornsby and Chadwick Boseman, and Chad was you know still young in in LA, hadn't blown up or anything like that yet, but he was just such a cool dude and so different. Like we're sitting there on the set and this guy's the same age as me basically, right? And he's yeah. he's talking to to me and to the director while we're in the break. And he's like, yeah, I got these like four scripts I'm really trying to work on. So I want you to take a look at him. Like this guy's got four scripts. I'm going out drinking at night and hanging out. Like I'm glad to be, on. <laughs> what is this guy doing? Yeah. And it, it really helped shape the way that, um you know, I thought about this game going forward. Like you, you just gotta be, always trying to keep moving forward and doing something. And he was just a, 
a different cat. He came out to drink with us one time after uh, we shot that show. And he was in there and, you know, we're all trying to talk to girls. This dude's talking to me about making movies. I'm like, bro, give it a rest. But um, <laughs> he was uh, he was a he was a really cool cat, man. Really cool yeah. dude. It was, uh, it was dope to have work on him, that with him. So how did you um, so how did you get involved with uh, voiceover work? Voiceover work. Well, I did. Um, I used to do these Honda commercials. Um, I don't know if you've seen them like there's they do this. Honda does this thing called the summer clearance event. Yeah. Every year, right. And so for about three years, I was one of their dealers for the summer clearance events. And every year they had me do their their radio commercials for it. So I would do the TV and then I'd also be the one dealer who got to do the radio spots. And from then I had a, you know, at my commercial agency, I also had, they had a voiceover um, desk. And so they knew that I was doing voiceover commercials for Honda. And they're like, Hey, we want to, we'll just sign you through for voiceover too. And um, we'll do some auditions. And then I just started doing, I just show up to the booth and I talk and, you know, sound like myself. And I was booking some commercials. I was doing Jack in the box. I was a voice of AT&T for about two years. And, um, and just kept on doing that, and 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 I'm still doing it to this day. Awesome, that's got to be fun now. You know, we're talking about Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, man. How awesome was it doing a project like that? Oh man, this was like amazing. Plus, because I didn't know what it was when I got the when I got it. You know, um, me and a buddy of mine who always does military and like you know police stuff. We both auditioned for like a private kind of. Um, soldier type thing and a week later no yeah maybe like two weeks later he calls me he's like yo i got that thing I, it, it's, it's call of duty and i was like oh damn it maybe that's the same thing we probably went in for the same thing and it turned out he was in last year's call of duty and then i was in this one um oh. and and I'm, I'm a major character he was a ancillary character that just came on towards the end um with just doing his voice but for me you know they brought me in and um they made the character, my face, my likeness, my whole, I did a body scan. I had to do all these photos and I mean, tons of photo shoots. And then they used my voice and it's just been an amazing ride, man. Have you ever played these games before? Um, I've played the first Call of Duty and then I've watched my son play all the Call of Duty since. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of games. I'm just not a big gamer because I'm always just so busy doing other things. Yeah. How excited is your son watching you in a video game? Oh, yeah, he's, he's excited. But he's 16, too. So he's oh. not like, oh, it's so dope. He's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then <laughs> but then when he's with his buddies, like his buddies will tell me like, yo, so I heard you're in like this game. They're all excited. But I know when he talks to his friends, he's excited, but he doesn't want to let me know. He's like super excited about it. So what's the process with like the whole like the voicing of video game and the, like the face motion capturing? Well, the process first i mean you get there and they've got all these i mean you've probably seen like the the suits and they yeah. put you uh, a suit with all these little bubbles on you these little dots and and they're they're just like they're sensors so that the mic these cameras can catch everything and they're like cameras all over the place there's like a million cameras on the activision set in marina del rey and they're just catching every movement you make you got dots on your face you got a camera on your face that's catching every movement your face makes if you squint if you you know the way you breathe in the way you breathe out um you have to speak you know i had to do like a, a talk test where i said like 
a thousand words and I had to say the alphabet in different ways. So they see every way your mouth moves. So they can, they, they make it the realest possible filming that, that you can think of. Like these characters have been through so much digital processing and so much real life action and talking and movement. It's just amazing. They actually flew us to Wisconsin uh, for a week because we were uh, hanging out with Raven Software, who is one of the developers of the game, along with Treyarch um, and Activision. Uh, they sent us up to, to Wisconsin for a week and we did like weapons training, just learning how to walk and fall and tumble with guns and corner and enter rooms and leave the rooms and and being a diamond together with your troops. It was it was really dope, man. Wow. Were you able to do any any stunts for the game? Um, no real stunts. Like they have their stunt guys who do that. For yeah. us, it was a lot of um it was just a lot of the scene work. You know, they want, you know, they want the best actors, if I say so myself. I'm 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 pretty good. But they want like the best actors there who can deliver the lines and also, you know, be precise with movements and you know, understand their body and how they how they move and how they interact with um you know other characters so i feel like there's a lot of people that come here come to these video games from theater training as well so you play uh sims how do you describe that character in a video for a video game well sims is um sarcastic um prag you know he's pragmatic uh he's kind of like the yeah i would say woods is like the the life of the party sims is the guy that comes in and um and talks trash about everybody makes everybody laugh he's the cool guy chill um loves to have a good time but also knows his stuff and um you know he's there to get perseus him and russell adler have been together for multiple missions and you know they've got the biggest bond out of all the characters in this new um this new iteration uh adler and sims have been together for years and so you see that play out throughout the um, the story. How long did it take you to do uh, the whole game? Uh, the game, we started working on it last year. I want to say, I want to say May. May was the first time I showed up and I had to do like a facial scan. And so we were going from May until the game was supposed to come out um, October of of this year but they had to you know push it back a little bit because of uh because of covid um but yeah i started in may and we just i just finished doing maybe my last voiceover for it um maybe three weeks ago what do you find did you find this easier than like regular acting no it's it's no. hard there's just there's just so much more to do you know you've got you've got to do your scenes um you got your scenes and you've got to really know your stuff. I mean, you know, you can, you can, you can improvise a little bit, but you've got to really know your lines and you've got to be able to not be afraid to jump in there and take over this character because they're writing a framework for you, but you've got to be willing to jump in there and add to it and say, okay, no, this is how this guy is going to be because he's, these characters are bigger than life. So mm. you've got to jump in there and do it. You know, when you're doing a television show or a film, you kind of know the parameters of what you're doing and, you know, and you know the medium, if you can be big or you can be small. This is a video game. You've got to be a little bigger. you got to, you know, um, project. You've got to walk, you know, walk not like you normally would. You, you're, a, you're a superhero kind of like a soldier. So you've got to, you know, you've got to 
bring all that bravado to it. And then you got to do the voiceovers. And then the voiceovers are taxing because you're, you know, sometimes you're yelling for hours at a time, you know, and at imaginary stuff. It's just, uh, I have a newfound respect for Tom Cruise. What was your favorite moment for this project? Oh, man. My favorite moment. Well, it, <laughs> my favorite moment was uh, when we were in Wisconsin. Um, and this wasn't even, you know, we were just, just hanging out with the guys, you know, where we're doing the game. We're in Wisconsin and we go to this restaurant to have dinner. And the guy who plays Woods, um, Damon Allen, <laughs> we go in and we're just hanging out at the bar and we're, you know, getting something to eat. And this guy comes in. He's like, hey, you guys got to try this cheese. We're like, what? And so he, has, he met some guy who was selling cheese out of his trunk, like right, right on the right on the corner in Madison, Wisconsin. This guy was just selling cheese and uh, he brought the cheese in. And so we're at this bar eating trunk cheese and crackers and beer. It was just the best time, man. I had a great time working with these cats. And um, I, I, it was just it was just a phenomenal time. So the game comes out Friday, November 13th. How excited are you? I'm excited, man. I'm, you know, I've, I've, uh, this is the first time that I've ever, you know, and I've always wanted to be in a video game. When I was a kid, my, one of my dreams was to be in a video game. Um, and here I am as an adult and it actually happened. And it's, and it's actually me in the video game. I'm so excited, just over the moon to see what's going to happen and, um, you know, see where this takes my career. Would you do another game down the road? Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, I'd love to do another game and get involved in in this world. It's a, it's just awesome. a great, uh, it's just a great, it's just fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. I mentioned you also have a podcast. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I do a podcast called the Brothers uh, Brothers on Football, and that is just um, it's just me and three other cats talking about footballs. Brothers, B R O T H A S. So some black dudes, and we're talking about football, and you know. Um, our perspective on it and what we think and it's a, it's a it's a good show you should check it out it's on the podcast network digital podcast po- digital podcast network brothers on football what's your uh, what's your favorite team reggie i am a 49er fan and um, yeah not a little rough good. this year huh not too good this year yeah we got to get rid of the quarterback um, <laughs> you know that's the nature of the game if you don't got a quarterback sure. you don't got a team yeah, you're right about that. And who knows? He'll probably be back on the Patriots. Those were the rumors. Good riddance. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. I don't know if I want him back. Oh, man. Yeah. I, we could trade. I'd rather have Cam Newton than uh, Garoppolo right now. Lord. So, man, what's, uh, what's next for you now after all these projects that you've just done? Any other ones you can tell us about? Well, no, nah, I, I, got, I got a few things coming, but, you know, there's NDAs that are signed, so I really can't say much. But, um, Got a movie that should be coming out in the next year, and we'll see if people are still able to go to movies. Um, but uh, yeah, got 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 some things coming on the on the horizon. Really excited about this year. It's been a good year. When you're not working, uh, what do you enjoy doing? I love coaching actors. I also um, coach actors. Um, it's just fun for me. It keeps me sharp. I love reading scripts and breaking them down and helping people book jobs it just it's so fun to watch you know another actor break through and get a gig and you know or do an audition and they finally figure out like oh this is what i'm supposed to be thinking about or how i'm supposed to interpret this and it's just fun to be a part of that process with people um other than that i love traveling with my wife and you know hanging out with my son and 
trying to get his grades to where they need to be. He's 16 and he's really doing all of the 16. <laughs> Play video games, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, lastly, how can the listeners uh, find you on uh, social media? All right, you can find me on social media if you go to Instagram at Coach with Reg, C O A C H W I T H R E G, at Coach with Reg on Instagram. On Twitter, I am at Reggie Watkins Jr. I talk a lot of trash on Twitter, so. Don't, don't, don't at me, bro. Reggie, this was fun. Thank you for coming on the show. Yes, sir, man. Thank you for having me. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.